Look at my car. Look at my girl, look like the star. Look at my life. Came up, nigga, we came so far. You see us. Crush off. Get off. You see us, nigga. Look at my car. Look at my girl, look like a star. Look at my life. Came up, nigga, we came so far. You see us. What's up, everybody? My name is Jawan Rohan, and this is the Misguided Podcast, where we intend to guide you to a better future. I'm sitting here with Tirza Monet, international brand strategist. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Good, good. Um, well, how, how's your how's your Sunday? Is it is it busy already? It is what 10 a.m. right now. It is 10 a.m. and I've already had two support calls and client calls, so it's it's moving. We got a conference rolling, so there you go. That that's good. I mean, it's yeah. better to be busy than stale, you know. So 100 percent. Facts, facts. So let's go ahead and uh and get into exactly you know who you are. So if you want to start from you know where are you from um, and where you currently live. So I was originally born in Berkeley, lived in Oakland for you know, early childhood and then moved to Stockton um, and then went to college in Sacramento. So I always say like, nothing is necessarily home. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just, you're a California, yeah, California, California raised. Yeah. <laughs> like, California native. Cause yeah. um, I like, you know, hop in the car and I'm in any city and like within an hour. So it's pretty, pretty smooth. Yeah. That's cool. Where, uh, what college did you go to in SAC? The Art Institute. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Uh, how'd you like that? I loved it. I actually ended up going back and teaching a few years, like after getting my master's. So it was yeah. it was a good time. They, um, I really, really, really loved the environment there. Nice. What What'd you get a degree in? Web design and interactive media. Oh, you fancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I can code. <laughs> yeah, that's damn. That's crazy. You might I I might need you to code some on, on my uh, web pages, man. That's that's, <laughs> that's nice. Um, cool. So I guess we kind of just mentioned it a little bit, but what exactly do you do? I'm a brand strategist um, and accountability coach. So I help people build out their systems, put their branding in place, and then you know be able to scale and get PR. Like my background's kind of um <laughs> it's all encompassing so I have the tech side I have a PR like a um, background in PR and a little bit that's like all the entrepreneurship side so um you know getting people's systems in place is, is a huge aspect of that yeah so um the the PR side is interesting I mean every every business every small business needs PR what um how, first of all how do people find you and and how do you go about you know getting them marketing what, what are like some first steps for you? Yeah. So all of my clients go through my accountability program. Okay. Um, I, I used to just sell websites <laughs> and what yeah. would happen is uh, people would get these websites and, you know, a few years later they would be out of business and then be like, okay, what's happening? Like, why, why are these, like these small mom and pop stores going out of business? Um, Cause that's my portfolio. So then I was like, okay, let me go to business school, find out like why, like, you know, what we need to do for marketing. So the next step was, was doing something that was more wraparound so that they could learn how to like do ads or, you know, work with influencers and all of that stuff. Um, I was finding that a lot of the smaller businesses were scared to like jump into like paying for ads spend or like they couldn't see the ROI like they focus so much on cost that they don't think about ROI and so um the the next round of <laughs> like looking at the, the the scenarios that I was seeing was okay like 
if if they're not willing to pay for it, how can we get people to organically get traffic um, to their sites, to their business, to their brands um, in ways where they don't have to spend money? So like I can say even for like my own like accountability coaching business, I've worked with over 400 people in the last uh, two years, uh, just about two years. And like it was organic, like we weren't running ads on like on the accountability coaching aspect itself, like I've run ads for the events comes to portion. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just being able to like use copy, use branding, use positioning, use strategic partnerships. Um, all of those things, you know, wrapped into how I'm able to like, you know, scale these businesses or just putting the right operation systems in place. Like, you know, I had a notary client, um, that came in and was like, you know, making a couple hundred dollars a month and we were able to scale him to to $12,000 within like three months. Shout out, shout out Malik. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Malik. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it always comes the same. Cool, cool. Well, shit. You're. Uh, I guess you'll be the one that I hire for my notary. I take my test uh, next week. Okay, so, cool. I bet. Yeah. I already, I, I already got the website up, but I might just send it to you, and you, you fix it up for me. All right. Okay, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, always ready. <laughs> um, nice, nice. Oh, and you're from the Bay, so we can actually sit down. Um, you know, like it's, it's been super. I've been doing business. I feel like virtually for like the last year and a half. You know what I mean? And it's, I mean, it's cool and stuff. Like, it's super easy to do these, but um, there's something about like human interaction when you're yeah. doing business, you know, like networking in person is is so much better. And you can kind of like, um, like I was doing, I was going to like uh, networking events before, before COVID hit and, and it's just something different than a Zoom networking. Like you can really get a gist of a person uh, in person. You know what I mean? So. 100%. When we yeah. um actually last year, uh, I was planning before COVID hit, I was I, I was supposed to do a six city tour for YHC. Okay. Um, we were supposed to take the brunches and everything. And um, like, it just so happened that we were able to like flip that tour into like a digital, like yeah. package it into yeah. like the first of the digital events and stuff that were happening. And people were like, this was so smooth. And I was like, bro, like I was not doing Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny you gotta tell your place. <laughs> yeah i feel it i feel it let's go ahead and uh talk about uh yhc so that that stands for yes honey collective what what exactly is that so uh yes honey collective is my all-encompassing i call it an empty brand because <laughs> okay. you always you always have that one empty that's like yes honey like go yeah but it's a place that you can walk in you can get like a business coach you can get like fitness coaches you can get whatever type of coach it is that you need that's there to support you in one community so um like a lot of times when you come to different events um you know the speakers are off limits and so one thing about us is we don't have like a whole vip section or anything like that like our our speakers signed a contract that basically says that they're going to be in the room and they're going to talk with you guys um and so you get access to people that you normally wouldn't have access to um you know we had people that were multimillionaires sitting next to people that you know, had just started their business two weeks ago. My sister was sitting um, next to people that were multimillionaires and she's 15 years old and she just could walk up to them and ask them questions or talk to my international journalist friend. And so it's just, it's an accessible community where you can get access to so many different resources. Um, 
but then also the accountability of knowing that they're watching you like, like <laughs> yeah. from the jump. Um, we had a, a young lady that walked over to us at the conference and was like, hey, I'm, I'm an aspiring brand strategist. And we're like, no, you're a brand strategist. This, this is what it is. And since then, she's worked on like m multiple projects with us. Um, she's actually going to Bali with us for a retreat um, oh, wow. that we're doing. Yeah. and all kinds of stuff so we we open up our network for the people that that come and like engage with us you gotta talk to us <laughs> like that's always the thing yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's super cool what um let's go ahead and talk about some guests that you've had up and like what they do and and you know how do you reach out to these people twitter <laughs> that's, <laughs> a, that's the easy answer um i like in terms of how we were able to put i think we had like like 15 or 16 speakers last year and um <coughs> like over the course of 2018 to 2019 there was like the black tech twitter movement that kind of happened have you gone to that us. event in oakland afrotech no i haven't no. made it i've i've seen it like i've watched the, the digital yeah. aspect but i haven't actually physically been i hella wanted to go last year like yeah, this. I had tickets for it and oh, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah um but uh with that um when that movement happened um like I, I don't know if you're familiar with like Ari like uh she used to be nerd nomad mom on twitter but yeah there's there's a, a few of us that kind of kept in contact and stuff and like over time I was um I would group everyone together um people who had really great content because I always had this vision I've had this vision for YHC since 20 it's like it's been it's been like an eight year thing now um but i knew that it was going to be this place where you can come and get get access to these coaches and things like that but i didn't know where i was going to find them they weren't in sacramento um, <laughs> a lot of people in sacramento are industry and they can't come to events physically like even for the conference last year we only had 10 people from from california that came to that conference everyone else flew from out of state that's wild it was that's absurd because I've been having like these little small like pull it together events yeah. and stuff and then all of a sudden I'm like hey we're having a conference and we had this whole flood of people that yeah. flew out and like you know a lot of them were college students a lot of them were people who had never been to a networking event before um they were um you know first generation we how many people are we talking it, it wasn't like a massive event. I think we, I think we probably had like 70 or 80 people what? there, That's... but to say that. Hold on. You got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> we, I need some like flew. bells or something. That's good. Damn. Yeah. But it's like to say that they flew and like came across the country and like came to Sacramento. Cause like a lot of people talk a lot about, about little. Yeah. Like I'm like, I love my city. Like yeah. the food is good. Like the music is good. Everything's free for you to hang out. It's not expensive. Um, but anyway, it, it was like, it was amazing. But um, going back to your question of like how I found them, it's, um, I spent a lot of 2018, 2019, just giving out free information. I had a car accident and couldn't get out of bed for like, you know, almost, almost a year. Um, oh, shit. And Sorry. so I just tweeted out information to help people and like what kept on happening they're like how do we help you what do you need what do you need what do you need how do we help like you like you give out so much like what what is it that you need I was like I don't need anything because I physically the only thing that can save me right now is time like I just need time to heal so I kept on saying no and then finally I was like I'm gonna do this event um we all speak at it <laughs> yeah. and they're like 
say less. And so we had the um, the guys of the unconventional wealth chat. They they were some of the first people. Xavier and Deanna, the um, Millionaire Mindset podcast, like those were some of my first clients as accountability, um, like, you know, accountability clients. So, you know, they were in, they actually lived pretty close to me in in, in Sacramento. So we used to get together quite a bit. And like, once I kind of had those two yeses, it got even easier to get all the rest of them. And so yeah. I was like, this is where we put the yeses. Networking. Yes, honey. I love Networking. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> how'd you come up with the name? <laughs> um it does yes, sound honey. like an auntie phrase like yes honey like <laughs> yeah so the the real story behind it is that originally when I went for my master's program um I was building a hair care app <laughs> and so uh like same energy like you have that auntie that's always like celebrating yeah. you and then like yes that's all that's it yeah um it was it was around that aspect, but um, when I finished school, I found out like you know I, you kind of realize like okay I, I won all these awards, um, I uh, you know don't have a network because I've been in school for all this time. I don't have the resources to like build out this massive plan for this this business that I was trying to do, not for Yes Honey Collective itself, but for the application that I was trying to do at the yeah. time. And so I was just like, I'm keeping this branding. This is great branding. So I started a sunglasses company to start networking under the sun, under the name Yes Honey by itself. Ooh, and then so all the people, yeah. And then all the people that um, worked on the creative team. So the people that I was training as my brand ambassadors, the people that I was training as photographers that didn't want people to pay them. And I'm like, people need to be able to pay you. <laughs> um, my former students at the college and all that stuff they started coming to the the workshop events where I'm telling them, okay, like you guys need to start charging for your work. I need you guys to start getting paid as artists and things like that. Um, and that became the collective, the body of the collective. And we did nine brunch events like with that. So that's crazy. You, it's, you know, a lot of people just don't realize how important branding is. Like you, you really took the initiative to go create a sunglass company just so you can market and get that name out you know people see that name they're like oh yeah sunglasses oh yeah but now we also you know are holding conferences you should come because we're going to teach you how to brand um that's just super creative so let's let's go ahead and talk about can you dive into how important branding is for a entrepreneur yeah i think that a lot of people have a stigma that branding is just like a logo or what your website and all of that looks like but branding is also every single impression that you leave on a person mm. um like the the key like the way that they used to like the the true meaning of branding is to mark somebody's skin so what impression are you leaving like when you're walking into a conversation with somebody when you walk into the room for the first time like just for uh, like the example I love to give is that, you know, there's a lot of people that haven't ever met certain celebrities in their life in person, but you see them on TV, but you've never been in the same room with them. Mm-hmm. So the only impression that you have of them is, is through a lens of somebody else's camera from what direction they're shaping. So like any interaction that you have, you're leaving an impression. So for me, like one of the books that I love um is the seven spiritual laws of success and one of the the um laws in there is that you should always like leave people with a gift 
or mm. you should always like leave with more like leave them with something whether it's a flower a compliment or something like that um like when I started yes honey collective it was that I built out like a bunch of freebies and stuff and I kind of knew like what people you know needed and stuff because I was watching and listening so that when I did have an interaction I could be like oh I have an Instagram guy go ahead take this like oh I have like a Shopify guy go ahead and take this and stuff wow. and like as people ask me more questions, I can just build up the guides even more. But, you know, um, in terms of like, I just, more than anything, I want people to think of branding as the conversations that you're having, the conversations that you refuse to have, mm-hmm. um, like the, the way that you move into your content, the way that you move out of your content, the way you prepare for things, um, like the way that you do, like the phrase, like the way that you do anything is the way that you do everything. Like it's something that, you know, I, think holds true in terms of branding so if that's if somebody sees the first impression of you and it's poor then that's like that could be the only one yeah no and 100%. with working in a in a digital world like you know for us as developers like or when I was like you know mainly working in development we had three three seconds to make an impression on somebody yeah. get them the information that they need let them know that we're useful how so, how important is that elevator pitch for for people <clears throat> because you never know when that <clears throat> that elevator pitch will be needed you know you you can run into someone at the grocery store and not be prepared for your full presentation how important is that that elevator pitch the, it, extremely and i don't i don't even um like elevator pitches are too long Mm-hmm. um so the the standards like people are, will say like one minute and stuff like oh that's way too long on, i think it's like 30 seconds yeah. yeah yeah people like even even 30 seconds sometimes get too yeah. long sometimes and so i always say like you can usually like have a, a few different ones um ready and it's all it's all like, situ- situational because like yeah you're not gonna pull the same elevator pitch that you would at a grocery store as opposed to I don't know, you're playing basketball together on a court, you know, sometimes you don't have that, that time to get out everything you want. So what to you, what would be a good 15 second, like pitch for someone pitching their business? And let's say a situation would be, uh, they're walking on a street and they see someone familiar that they've been wanting to uh, have speak at your conference, what would be like a quick, a quick pitch that you would, you know, yeah, it, like something something simple is like hey like like they'll be like hey like how you been I haven't seen you in a while it's like oh, I've been good like what have you been up to well you know actually I'm planning a conference and stuff over I'm looking for speakers and stuff but like you know I have 14 of them but I need two more if you know anybody that has this this and this and stuff let me know because I know your network is is pretty open yeah okay and just then, that simple yeah yeah, yeah. G- give them okay. your card or, or if they probably already have your number but yeah yeah so it's just sometimes it's getting to the point without being rude you know it's like or just being honest about what you want yeah (laughs) yeah like yeah it's just about being honest and and but it's also like I feel like some pitches can go bad when you just only ask for something so So I like when I'm pitching or when I'm like networking with someone, I'm like, all right, well, how can I help you? You know what I mean? Like, hey, Tirza, how can I help you promote Yes Honey Collective? What can I do for you? Because, you know, I want to attend the event. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think those can go a long way. 
it's a delicate balance with that so i've i've seen where that's worked and stuff but like with the people that are like with people who get asked that a lot it puts the pressure on them to figure out what their need is and Mm -hmm. what your use is Mm, okay versus if you come in specifically and say hey like I noticed so like then this happens to me every time we get ready to have an event I have people that come on and say like hey um do you happen to need a project manager hey do you need um somebody to run this already and like it's it, it's a very it's like then I don't have to figure out what it is that you do <laughs> out of the 11,000 people that you know that follow me. yeah yeah and, and I know where to place you and say like, okay, like, you know, maybe I have room for you to be on my team for this thing, but, um, but like that might not be ready yet, but I can say like, okay, well, we're not ready for that this month, but next month I can onboard you for this. Yeah. Um, so just, just take the pressure off. Like, I, like if I'm, if I'm in a place where I'm even in the realm of asking somebody something, I've probably given them something three times before I even asked once. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. The other thing. yeah if it's just a part of your nature like that's that's the big thing yeah that makes a lot of sense um well damn I mean you got it you got a big event next month you know uh yeah. so I, I kind of want to talk about the progression of your events um when when was your first one and where was it and then kind of like explain how you progressed you know how many people showed up to the first one and we just talked about Sacramento um which was a huge success for you about 70 people how many people are you expecting in April in in Atlanta you know let's talk about your progression from start to finish yeah so the very first (laughs) (laughs) uh long live the the collective yeah 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 um the very first event, I think we had about maybe like 15 people or so. Yeah. And a lot of them were like my students, some of my former teachers, um, my colleagues and things like that from the, the community in Sacramento. And then it was like the next one got smaller and then the next one got smaller. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? OK, maybe I shouldn't do this. It's not working anymore. Right. But the, the first time energy always like gives you like a big burst. And then it slims down for a second because those are the people that just want to support you, right? When mm-hmm. you have that first group. Um, when I knew it was working was the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And that one I knew was working because none of them were my friends for my immediate, like, oh. like not people I went to school with. They weren't people that Damn. I knew from down the street or anything like that. It was yeah. five, It was only five people. But those five people um, had a reach of over 20,000 people. for those five people and so that one I I believe was the the personal branding brunch um and that was like you know that was one of the first ones that I think that was actually the first one Xavier Indiana came out to and like a couple other people but um three people were from Twitter and two were from Instagram and I was just like wow okay this is this is real this is happening and then the next event was 30 people and they had came out of people I've flown out of state in order to come so it was yeah um yeah so this next one we're looking at because of COVID restrictions we're looking at around 75 people um so and we got some celebrity guests that are coming in so like if people don't get their tickets they don't get their tickets like yeah um, like when they're gone they're gone but um but I'm super are you allowed to to share the guests or no not yet I can't share who the celebrity is quite yet um but it'll be announced pretty here pretty soon nice that's dope that's dope how so let's talk about that 
getting together a concert is just crazy. There's so much that goes into it. Picking a venue, uh, if you're providing food, you know, seats, um, handling the tickets, marketing, right? Branding. Uh, I know you have a team. Like, how are you doing all of this? And how is your team? How'd you build your team? Like, how is this? How are you making this possible? Uh, I did last year for the for the core team I had one assistant and then I had some like you know somebody who went to college with me that did the set design and then my mom and dad actually did so the catering and my mom did the decor so yeah like my parents have a um a catering company called Calibama barbecue and then uh my mother she's done like wedding and event decor for like years so um that was that was how that worked out but um like this year we had so many more people that have come and wanted to be a part of it so now it's like they've just they just come like and ask like yeah. can I do PR I'm like yes yeah. <laughs> like can I do this I'm like yes I'm like I will I'm like you guys I write great recommendation letters <laughs> like I, I will co-sign for you to get like you know, in, into doors that you probably would have taken a little bit longer to get into and stuff like that. I like, I look out, for, I definitely pour into my people to make sure that they're, they're set up, whether it's them getting training from me directly, which, you know, people pay a lot of money for, yeah. or like, um, whether it's like, you know, being able to get them set up with other people in my community that, you know, they're going to be able to leverage those contacts and do some really great things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's I talk about them. that's good that's good let's talk about uh location atlanta why why atlanta i mean they haven't shut down covid so that's probably why they just been partying it up all all 2020 (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah that's that's really what it is because i i honestly like last year that was one of the jokes at the conference like people were actually shouting out like take it to the east coast and i was like guys yeah. Like this was a lot here, um, but really the the COVID restrictions in California were a little too shaky for us to like plan something here, and we had already um, like I had helped plan the Black Sea Conference in Houston, so I gave the community the option between me doing it in Houston or Atlanta because those were the two places open, and so they're like, let's do Atlanta because we just did Houston. I'm like, okay, well, fine, yeah. and so yeah, nice. At least at least you ran it through. You know, most of the people who who will be attending that's. Great, great leadership right there from you. Um, cool. Are you planning to kind of exp- expand or are you going to do like one conference a year or what's kind of the goal for Yes Honey Collective? Yeah, so Yes Honey Collective, like our core conference will probably only stay once a year. Okay. Um, we will have like some, I'm, I'm working on eventually having our own retreat. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. we have we part right now we partner with Luxotic and so um they're an awesome retreat company, black owned, um, women ran and so um we work with them on a lot of them right now and so we're looking to co brand with them on some of them for um for white seed, but um that's one aspect, but then the other thing is like there are like other yes honey collective produce events so like the black seed summons one of them we're actually getting ready to do a fitness and and health conference um in november too so like there'll be more information about those rolling out but there will be a series of different like events that are kind of tied together with the yes honey collective community um that will be like you know promoting 
too. Yeah, it's just kind of like co-branding. You're you're helping someone else out and mm-hmm. and using your skills and and then you're also it's it's part of your community as well. So that that's super cool. A lot of people need to uh, collaborate more um, and, and not be afraid to uh, help other people, but also not use other people, but, you know, use their skills. A lot of people, we talk about it all the time on here, but are scared to outsource. So, um, right. and yeah. I think that's super important. Like, like, you, you know, your time is crucial. You're over here like, yeah, you want to help with this? You want to help with this? I'll write recommendation letters, but I just don't have the time to do everything. But if you want to help, you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. So uh, that's super cool. Um, well, damn, I, I, I wish you the best on, on all this. And I'm definitely, I definitely want to, uh, uh, attend, you know, shit, every year or whatever, whatever I can do. This, yeah, it sounds so, like, so, so exciting. We got a whole media lab we're, we're putting together. So, <laughs> yeah. We can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, cool. Let's, uh, well, a lot of our audience, uh, you know, they're, they're entrepreneurs or they're thinking about starting a business or they have a side hustle. Um, and they're just trying to find ways to make money and build generational wealth. So for you, how are you, you know, building that generational wealth? Are you investing in anything? Are you, do you have your money elsewhere besides Yes Honey Collective? Yeah, I like, so I have stocks and like, you know, a Roth IRA and like that, that stuff, like kind of all set aside um, on autopilot. Cause I'm like, I just, the, I'm one of those people who I just need to like, not look at it and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have someone those. manage it or, or anything for you? yeah it's, it's like all like just in the system and stuff and then I have uh like m1 pies and things like that so I play, oh. like I have some tech pies and things like that in M1. Yeah. nice nice what um uh are are you like fully self-employed yeah okay <laughs> that's congrats congrats um yeah, thank you <laughs> so uh did you work before before this with like a company or anything yeah, so I, um, prior to Yes Honey Collective, I, like, I worked at the Art Institute first and stuff, like, just as a student worker, they pushed me over yeah. for me to go and work in agencies, so I was, like, 19 years old, working on a bunch of tourism sites, and, oh, like, okay. um, like, tourism bureaus, a lot of, like, you know, Sac State was, like, our clients and things like that, um, and, like, got offered that company at, like, 22 like was like no (laughs) and and then went over to a a e-commerce company where I got to like work with like like see how a multi-million dollar like company was ran from the inside out so like I specialized in e-commerce development um and worked on Salesforce systems and things like that and so that was like my last um my last job before I was like okay I'm done (laughs) that's super cool yeah yeah um yeah, a, a a lot of people have the goals to to be self employed, but but don't realize how hard it is, um, especially through shit when you when you're in COVID. So uh, the unexpected. A lot of people don't plan for the unexpected. Um, so that that that's good. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I want to move on to um, we have a segment called Hella Misguided segment um, where you're gonna you're gonna kind of give like a summary of a letter you would write to your uh, work it's usually 18 year olds but today we're going to do like 16 because I feel like 16 is like when you kind of start to think about the future a little bit in a mm-hmm. in a better spot so what is what's like a little summary you'd write a letter to your 16 year old self of like what you know now to kind of motivate them 
guide them. I would, yeah. Um, I would say more than anything, don't be afraid to take up space and come as you. Um, like, I think that I like just growing up, like I was the board member's kid that always was trying to be that one that kind of sit in the room with all the adults and be quiet, don't say too much and like all that stuff. Yeah. Like I learned a lot because I was just soaking all of that in. But when it became time for me to speak, I always held back because mm -hmm. I'm so used to like, you know, being told, well, like you're too young or like you're, you're like, you know, you're naive or whatever those things were and stuff. Like I got fearful of taking up space. So I would say more than anything is listen first, but then plant your feet and speak. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Listen first, then plant your feet and speak. I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, but the listen first is important <laughs> yeah because like no people people don't people don't respect your opinion until they know that you've like you know taken in consideration so like the best example of this is um like a few years ago i was developing a national program for the art institute and um you know i was with people who have been teaching for over 20 years I spent the whole entire first day just listening to like their perspective, their dispositions, the things that they saw, the horror stories and all of that stuff. And then the second day, they're like, what are you like, what? We want to hear you talk. And like, I had to figure out why they thought I needed to be at the table in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was, but once I like, you know, got the 360 view, it was like, oh, you need me to be here because I'm the only person that's been to the competing school. I'm the only person that has gone to um, the school that we're structuring this for. And I'm the only person that's worked in the, in all the departments and stuff like a lot of times we don't know we're qualified because we're not listening and mm. we're sitting at the table because we're supposed to be there so um mm. i think that's huge damn that's good i like that um it's kind <laughs> it kind of like goes to like the fly on the wall you know like a lot of people like a lot a lot of like billionaires and millionaires say like they don't want to be the smartest person in the room right because they want to consistently be learning but whoever's sitting at that table, they want to learn and they're just listening. Like Mark Cuban says it all the time, but he is, I mean, he reads like five hours a day, right? He's constantly learning from people who don't have as much money as him, but they have ideas. And so like, I think it's important to continue to uh, learn by listening. And and you did exactly that in, in that uh, situation. So that's great advice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, cool. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, the way we'd like to wrap up the episode is with guided conclusion section, where I ask you one question um, that we haven't talked about before the episode. Um, it could be anything funny, serious, or whatever. But today's question, we're gonna stick to the to the you know guiding, um, guiding yourself. Um, what are some mistakes that you you've could have avoided um, when starting Yes Honey Collective in the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> I would not have filed my LLC in California. <laughs> oh, preach, <laughs> preach. Oh my God, that's amazing. Like yes. I, I was, it was It was like, I knew that I had to do it to force yeah. myself to treat it like a real business. Yeah. But then I was just like, why did I do that? Like, I'm like, I just didn't know who to ask. Man. So I, would say, I would say that that was one thing. And then I think the other thing too is that I like, you know, I researched a lot in books. I've researched a lot on the internet. I absorbed a ton, 
but I don't think that I reached up to enough people inside my like immediate network mm. and stuff over like I you know it, I just I had this mindset of I'm like they don't care about what I'm doing outside of this place yeah but I, I literally was work like the owner of my company sold skin store to Walgreens like I literally could have been picking his brain over lunch and like you know it wasn't something where he was not an open person and things like that but because I had this like this they don't want to listen yeah yeah or they just don't get me that I didn't I didn't ask those questions or like sit down and just say hey like let's have lunch I'd love to talk to you about this stuff and it wasn't like he wasn't impressed with me from the jump from us being able to have conversations in the beginning and so um I would say not asking enough questions of the people that were in my immediate network um that LOC <laughs> and stuff which is funny because LOC Twitter is like always up in the uh-huh. storms and stuff and um and then I think the last thing is um really waiting to get online I so for me because I was a web developer I was always like packed with clients because I had a lot of people that were you know from the agency or knew me from all these different events that I used to volunteer at and things like that so I was always like full in terms of clients Mm -hmm. and so I was very fearful and even now I'm still getting used to having an online presence I'm really good at it because I was the AOL kid and the MySpace kid and like all that stuff yeah um and you know managed a lot of stuff for my parents' organizations and things like that but actually like having a brand that that I was putting myself in front of people. Um, I think that I shied away from that for a long time. And that like, I, man, I could have had like a hundred thousand followers right now. Yeah. And stuff like that was easy <clears throat> back then, but yeah. it was that it just didn't seem important to me yeah. back then. And like, I wish I would have started that community online sooner before I started launching a business because now I know that hey, like you should grow your community first and then launch out to a community that's already existing versus trying to build it as you go. There you go. Yeah. Well said. Well said. All right. Well, speaking of that, do you have a TikTok and do you promote on TikTok? I have a TikTok, but it's just to stalk my clients. (laughs) Okay. You can't can't say all that great stuff and then say you don't promote on TikTok, the number one platform. (laughs) Come on, Tirza. It's not my spot. Twitter's my spot. That's where my money resides. Like, so that's the thing. You have to know your platforms for the way that you approach. Like, I am not a video person. Like, I I do interviews like this. Um, but it's something that, like, I know that when I do video work, I feel more comfortable when I'm in studios and things like that because that's what I'm. Then, pr- then like, outsource it. Outsource it. Then outsource it. Right. I could at some point. I will. Not quite there yet. Okay. But right now I'm I'm hey. like right now I'm actually supporting Instagram finally because I was very anti Instagram for a long time. Uh, like I, I'm over Instagram now. Instagram yeah. they they changed everything. They're they're kind of like I actually like it now more like now that they've made the changes and stuff, like it's Ooh. actually more lucrative now to make Mm. money off of Instagram so like just because now they have a lot of uh, ways that you can intersect the the shopping stuff so now it makes sense to me (laughs) but before then I'm just like that's not where my money resides like most of my clients come from Twitter (laughs) or live events 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, I was just bringing up the TikTok thing because I don't want you to, you know, go to your next ten interviews and you're like, man, I wish I would have got on TikTok earlier because, like, you know what I mean. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, TikTok. I'm gonna get on. It's it's gonna happen. My sister actually coaches my clients for. No. <laughs> see there she go yeah that's amazing that's amazing well cool cool well go ahead speaking of uh branding go ahead and brand yourself let let the audience know where they can follow you and reach out yeah um you can follow me across all platforms except for tiktok <laughs> tears of monet uh t-i-r-z-a-h-m-o-n-e-e -E. um and then yes honey collective um on instagram yes honey co on twitter Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming up here on the Zoom chat today. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Um, you guys heard it here. This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Jawan. I'm sitting here with uh, Tirza Monet, uh, international brand strategist. I appreciate you. Thank you. And it's that part that the rappers be like, hey, yo, turn my mic up, man. Nah, nah, fuck that shit. Turn it, turn this down. Uh. Now you can turn it up. Look, I know you feel this in your soul. Watch how I leave a beautiful mark. More. Why niggas from your city hate you the most? Like if I had a coat, they probably jacket sell it on the low. Isn't it ironic? How icons became iconic. So, so social media caused an epidemic. So I guess icons became more of a toxin. White people in the club fist pumping. And black still holding they fist up for nothing Wake up, thank the Lord for another day There's people that only see the sun one hour a day I just don't give a fuck I just don't give a fuck Yeah, I just don't give a fuck Cause problems in America are covered up I just don't give a fuck I just don't give a fuck Yeah, I just don't give a fuck, cause problems in America are covered up It's time I get serious, unlike my ex Time to roll my sleeves up when I'm off set With my amigos, we up next Playing shows in 5-4-3 like Netflix Don't claim your phone buzzing When all them calls is 1-800s Every time you're inches away, you pun it Like if almost was a trophy, yeah, you'd win it <laughs> This for all them times that they passed on me All them times that they laughed at me Laugh now. Crack jokes went along like they were class clown Being hella funny, be humble Sit down, all lies on me Spotlight, all my sins like I live reality TV I spit flames, hot as fur Leave you ghost face like I'm blowing smoke extinguisher I just don't give a fuck I just don't give a fuck yeah, I just don't give a fuck Cause problems in America are covered up I just don't give a fuck I just don't give a fuck Yeah, I just don't give a fuck Cause problems in America are covered up Just a young nigga with a voice to be heard Spoken word Nowadays most lyrics lines seem to be blurred I can't see the vision My mama said stick to it I'm with the games missing so I listen and follow my dreams like I'm destined Fuck the distance, I'm sprinting No, I'm pacing, hoping I don't burn out I gotta finish, look both ways, but I can't turn around Head up, parallel to the ground Turn up, I'm the flower turned upside down What you want now? I'm on my bullshit cow Oh wow, ain't that beat, main child 
can you feel it? They don't want it. I speak in tongue, but it's foreign to you bitches. Only way to understand it if my bars built the bridges. Catalog full of verses, not stopping till I reach the finish. I just don't give a fuck. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I just don't give a fuck. Cause problems in America are covered up. I just don't give a fuck. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, I just don't give a fuck. Cause problems in America are covered up. <laughs> that I ate the beat, chow, main. Oh, that was bars. What side is click, click? Now you the Tupac voice. <laughs>